Well, good morning, everyone. It's great to see you. I love the bit at the beginning of uh, the service today where we see different people coming in from the nations. It's so exciting. And uh, thank you once again to Robin for leading us so well in worship. It, I'm sure it is a, a very tricky leading worship to a computer screen uh, and hoping that people are joining in, but we were. And so thank you. Well, I want to start this morning uh, talk to you by asking a question. What is it in creation that makes you go, wow? Because isn't creation such a wonderful thing? You know, maybe it is the sight of, the, of a beautiful flower that stops you in your tracks. Maybe a vast landscape when you're stood on a high place looking out, maybe out to sea or across uh, fields or, or woodland. Maybe it's the smell. Maybe, you, maybe there's something in the smell of, of rain or on, on grass in the summer. We've, you know, we've had that a little bit over the last few weeks. A beautiful smell comes up. Or the smell of bread break baking. Maybe it's the touch of, of grass between your toes or sand between your toes. Or that feeling of clean sheets. Maybe it's through what you hear. Maybe, uh, like me, uh, one of the things I've been enjoying in these summer months is the swifts circling and chasing each other around uh, our houses. And just the way they shriek as they go around, almost with such delight. Or maybe the hearing a baby laughing partly kind of with the, from a belly laugh or maybe it's the taste taste of fresh strawberries at this time of year or tomatoes fresh off the vine there's so much in creation that we can appreciate and i really hope that you have been grabbing this opportunity to do that in the last few months but our appreciation of creation shouldn't just stop at creation we must not be tempted to worship creation itself but actually it should point us to worship the creator and as we continue our series today uh, looking at our god we're looking at god the beginning the creator and the craftsman i really hope that you have found this series helpful so far as a tool to equip us to be still and explore more about who god is this god who we need to be still and know him We've looked at Yahweh. We've considered Yahweh will provide. Yahweh is peace. Yahweh is there. And God who sees me. And we've got four more weeks coming up where we're going to be looking at some of the different attributes of God. God is good. He is light. He is love and he is holy. But today we're looking at God, the beginning, the creator and the craftsman. Three in one. Not so much from the Trinity point of view, but three different aspects of who God is. So God, the beginning. The very first words in the Bible, right at the beginning of Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. What a way to start. There's no lengthy explanations or arguments, just a few words that show God was always there. God is, was, and always will be in the beginning of all things. Four simple words, but their significance is enormous. In the beginning, God. So God is the beginning. He is the source of everything. Everything flows from him. But what did he do at the beginning? Well, the fifth word of the Bible, created. In the beginning, God created. Creator. John 1, 3 to 4 says it like this. Through him, meaning Jesus, all things were made. 
Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. All things were made through Jesus. There's this issuing of life that flows from creator God and continues today, as we know. Colossians 1.16 says something similar. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. So this creator God, he is powerful. You know, if we look at the passage in Genesis 1 that many of you will be familiar with, uh, it goes through the different days of creation. And each time God speaks and it happens. Let there be this, let there be that. And it was, it happened. There was no debating about it. His power is, is immeasurable. We look at the vastness of creation and we can truly be amazed. But behind that is a creator who spoke and continues to speak. Such power. He created everything from nothing. He didn't even have a little something to start with. If you think of the things that we make, we always have to start with something. But he started with nothing. And he spoke and it came to be. But this creator is also one who delights in his creation. I love the Narnia books, as many of you do. And in The Magician's Nephew, the first one uh, in the series, although not the first one C.S. Lewis wrote, you've got this image of Aslan, who is the God figure, and he sings Narnia into being. And it's such a wonderful passage. I, I would you know, track it down, hunt it down if you've got it, a book, a copy of it, or, or look it up, because you've got this wonderful moment of Aslan singing. And as his singing gets changes notes, different things appear. Our creator God delighted in creating. And he is to be worshipped. This is what it tells us in Revelation 4.11. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power. For you created all things. And by your will, they were created and have their being. He is the creator. We are the created. And because God created all things, because things only exist in him and through him, he is worthy to receive glory and honour and power. And this creator God, he is powerful. He's delighted in creation and he is to be worshipped. He also is still creating today. He still creates. The work of creation is ongoing. How do we know that? Well, we see it all around us, but we see it in our own lives. There is new life in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. He is about bringing new life all the time. And we live in the good of that. And the new life in us and the deposit of the Holy Spirit in us is a guarantee and a sign that more is to come. One day there will be a new heaven and a new earth. We will live with him for all eternity. This creator God is awesome. So God is the beginning. He is the creator, but he's also the craftsman. Andrew Wilson in his book Incomparable, talking about God being the craftsman, says this. Not only did God create all things. He also crafted them. He built them. 
brought shape to them, designed them. Not for God, a slapdust process of scattering things about and hoping for the best. He made everything with care and wonder of creation bears this out. God is master craftsman. God the craftsman is caring and meticulous. I love the bit in Genesis when it's talking about the sun, moon and stars. And it says, God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night and to separate light from darkness. God set them. It's like he placed them carefully in their places, in their designated spaces where they would twist and turn. Ever since God set them, it's almost like us. We might use the word set when we're talking about setting the table. We're placing the things down. They're not just randomly thrown. This creator God, he designed things. He, he loved the detail and he set them carefully in place. From my teaching days, we used to sing a song regularly in assembly. One of my favorite songs we used to sing in assembly because it was so God centered. And it it's, has these lyrics in it. Tell me who made all of creation? Who designed the wonders of nature? whose idea was pattern and colour, wonderful to see. Everywhere around me, I can see the hand of God. The evidence surrounds me in the greatness of his world. You know, we see everywhere. God's detail, his meticulous, caring nature shines through in so many different ways. From the vastness of space to the details of, of tiny little microorganisms. You can see in different aspects of science and technology, you see this detail, this wonderful caring nature. Joshua introduced me to something I'd not come across before, but you mathematicians may know of this. This is something called Euler's identity. Let me see if I can just screen share it so it'll make a bit more sense for you. Euler's identity is a mathematical principle that brings together a whole load of different constants that you might remember at least one of pi and it is e to the power of i times pi plus one equals zero now you might think well, what on earth is that so exciting about that well it's these different things euler's number which is the base of natural logarithms some of you are going oh logarithms don't remind me of those i remember trying to work those through when i was doing math i is the imagined unit which is the idea that made up number i squared equals minus one well can't really but it's an imaginary number and then you've got pi which is all to do with the circles the ratio of the circuit circumference to its diameter now this is so exciting for mathematicians because these different constants come together in such an incredible way and it's seen as an example of mathematical beauty i came across this quote uh which said uh, Stanford University mathematics professor Keith Devlin said this about this particular uh, Euler's identity. He said, like a Shakespearean sonnet that captures the very essence of love or a painting that brings out the beauty of hum the human form that is far more than just skin deep, Euler's equation reaches down into the very depths of existence. You know, why should this even be possible? Why should some, some, these different constants in maths come together in this way? Because God is the craftsman who thinks of these things and weaves it in such a way. Truly creation 
point to the wonder of creator. Even in ourselves, how does the psalmist write in Psalm 139? This psalm has come up so much in recent times. Verses 13 to 15 say this, for you created me, you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depth of the earth. God says that over each one of us. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are not an accident. You are not some random things coming together. Creator God, this craftsman who is caring and meticulous with detail, wove you together. He knit you together. You know, Genesis 1, going back to that passage again, it talks about creation. And after each thing God created, it says he saw it and said it was good. He saw that it was good. This happened sun and the moon and the stars he saw it was good light and darkness he saw that it was good animals birds fish he saw that it was good but what did he say after he created us human beings he said very good we are the pinnacle of his creation we are the ultimate example of the creator's hand you and me how does that make you feel to know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made how does that affect your thoughts about yourself? How does that affect the way you think of other people when you meet them who are also fearfully and wonderfully made? This craftsman, craftsman God, is still at work today. And he works incredible details into our lives every single day. You know, I think of Lizzie and her fine arts degree and, and the attention to detail she puts into all sorts of beautiful pieces of art. That's a little illustration of what craftsman God is like to us. Jeremiah 29, 11, very famous verse, many of you will know, says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. This is craftsman God, weaving details. He's got wonderful plans for you and me. He's thought it through. So God, the beginning. He is, was, and always be the beginning of all things. God is the creator, powerful, delighting in his creation, worthy of praise, and still creating. And he is God, the craftsman, caring and meticulous, working out plans and details, in your life and my life. How can we respond to such truth as this? Well, one obvious response is to worship our creator God. So I'd encourage you this week to worship him. Look at the creation around, enjoy what he has, but don't worship nature, worship the creator, the one who's behind it. Be creative, use that as your response. You are made in the image of God. He's a creator, he is creative, we are made in his image. Let's be creative. There's been some wonderful things people have been sharing in response to what God's been doing. Let's do that. Let's keep encouraging one another. Maybe spend some time meditating on a psalm that particularly focuses on creation. One like Psalm 104. 
You can even try writing your own version, including things you have appreciated from creation and want to thank God for. Psalm 118 verse 24 says, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God bless you. May you have a really fantastic week and may you be a blessing to others.